Tell you what, folks, we got good sound people up in that, in that box up there. Yeah, yeah, you can give them a hand. They, they good. They do good. Do a great job. <laughs> sure do. Tonight, if you will, I'm a little, maybe a little hot, Terry. I don't know, especially if I get to hollering. Uh, maybe I won't. I, I ain't making no promises, though. Uh, Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7. Let's make our way there. But while you're doing that, I would just run through these here announcements real quick. I have a, wid- a widow's meeting that will be coming up Thursday, July the 16th here in the Fellowship Hall at 530. And all the widows are invited to attend. So if you're here, maybe take it doing that. Uh, I, seems like I lost me. But uh, anyway, I'm back. They're, just, they're good at what they do. <laughs> but uh, you may want to be a part of that, and we encourage you to come be a part of that if you're a widow. Uh, we have a maximized manhood study, which will, begin, will be beginning July the 19th up in stairs in the library. And you know, there's no cost there, but they do want you to sign up, man. If you want to be a part of that, just please put your name down there. They need to know that. And also, just something that we mentioned this last week, but July the 18th on a Saturday right here at between 2 and 5, uh, we're, they're, they're having a, a reception to honor Brother Ray McKendry's 90th birthday and I think that's just that's wonderful and uh, just encourage all you everyone just to come by and stop by and see him it says don't bring any presents or anything just come by and see him and give him a hug and just fellowship with him there so that's July the 18th from 2 to 5 right here at uh, Rachel Road also Vacation Bible School there's a sign up sheet for it and I just encourage everybody everybody be a, just to be a part of it we need you uh, need everybody that we can get so please sign up so they'll know uh, how many folks they got to work with. And also our community prayer uh, this Sunday will be at the kindergarten pre-K center. And also we have uh, the care center. They said the care center is in desperate need of help. Desperate need of help. So that means uh, if you can help them out, they, please do. Uh, the school shopping, it says, has already started. People coming in getting stuff for the next school year. And they need help sorting clothes and in other areas there. So, and also children's clothes are needed. So just keep that in mind and maybe you can get a few more hands in there with the care center helping them, helping them out. Amen? <clears throat> All right. Y'all good and quiet tonight. I always hate that. But we'll see if we can maybe y'all get rowdy here in a little bit maybe. <laughs> Romans chapter 7. Let's stand if you will on reading God's word. <clears throat> I'm going to begin at verse 13, verse 13. <clears throat> and as I begin here, this is Apostle Paul, and he's, he's speaking about the law and the law that came, and let me see what my sin was all about, to let me know what sin was, and that sort of thing, and that's, you know, it, but that was not a bad thing, and to, not to look at the the law is as, as, as a bad thing. It says, verse 13, was then that which is good made death unto me. God forbid. But sin, that it might appear sin, working death in me by the, that which is good, that sin by the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. It's saying, in other words, it's a good thing for you to know about sin. If you got a disease, probably the best thing to know is to know about it, right? And so this is that's kind of what this is. Is putting out here. It says, "For for we know that the that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin." 
For that which I would do, <clears throat> for that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it's good. He's saying, I, you know, the things that I would love to do, I, want, I find myself not doing, and vice versa. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would do, for the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law, that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. Amen? Father God, we thank you for your word, and I just I stand before you right now. I just pray, Lord, that you will take complete control of me, my mouth, my mind. Uh, take me as an instrument to speak your truth, to speak truth, to speak truth in love, uh, things that we need to hear. We need, we need to zero in on your word. And Father, we uh, just pray, Lord, that, that you will bless this time and that the truth about you will be spoken and that our hearts will be lifted up. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. <clears throat> Actually, I think last week I read this, that scripture that I just read or alluded to it anyway. But uh, tonight, I, I, titled, I titled this uh, tonight, uh, The Struggle, The Struggle. And uh, how, many, how many here has ever struggled with sin today? About 20 minutes ago. <laughs> it's a struggle. <clears throat> and, I look at, and I look at that, and, and there's many times that I have, I have found some comfort here in this scripture when I read of the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul knew about this struggle, this struggle that's, got this, this, that's within us. This, this um, new man, old man, this born again man versus the man of flesh, just the flesh and the spirit, this, this constant, constant struggle. And, um, and, I, and I think that, uh, you know, that's uh, every Christian here, I, I believe, raised your hand. And I run across uh, some teaching here lately, just listening to some folk, but uh, R.C. Sproul Jr. made this, uh, he, just, he said this, he said the defining quality, when talking about Christian, the defining quality of the Christian 
is not the sin or the lack of sin. It's the struggle against the sin. See that? You understand? It's not some, I mean, a lot of times we look around and say that one's sinning worse than I am or, or I don't do those kind of things. That one does. and all. We, we look at it and sin is there. Okay, sin is there. And, and, and um, we, we realize that. But I hadn't thought about it but when he said the defining, the defining qualities. But that's the, that's the thing about a Christian. A Christian, he struggled with sin. Not only does he struggle as far as trying to keep himself separated from sin, here's the deal too, is that when he sins, he struggles with it. And he said, well, what are you talking about? I believe that a Christian, a born-again Christian, with the Spirit of God dwelling in him, when sin is present, that new man struggles. That new man hurts. That new man says, I don't want to go there. You see, can you, can you get that kind of out of what Paul was saying? I don't, that's not what I want. That's not where I go. But my flesh is my flesh, and it does things like that. But my flesh is the old man, and there's a new man. And I would talk about a struggle. I struggled with this message. That's a fact. Uh, As a matter of fact, I've struggled with a lot of things that's happened over the past week or so in our country. I struggle with that, and I say it's struggle because I, I don't know about you, but I feel like it is highly important that I know what I believe. And it's important that I do things according to the Word of God, that I do it right. I, I am flesh, and I can do it wrong just that quick. I can, I can be in the flesh just that quick. Do things wrong, say things wrong. So praise God, I just give thank God that He has stirred my heart and made me stop and sit and think all through all these issues that we are faced with as, a, as Christians in this country. Things we never dreamed we would probably ever face. And I said last week, you know, when, I, when we, we were on, on this, I said, I'm going to do this tonight, and then I'm moving on, but I'm going to do it one more time. And then I hope to move on. God's good, and we just need to focus on him for sure. But uh, they're, 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 we need to know where we stand, and, and I do anyway. And I don't take it lightly that I'm standing here talking to you and whatever I put out, I want it to be right. I want it to be God's word. I don't want to be Eddie. I, I want God's word. So therefore, I, I have to go to myself and wrestle with my own self and my own thoughts and my own flesh and my own sin and, 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 and get to the word of God and listen to the word of God and the teachings of God's word so that I, I, can, I can get a hold of some things and let it speak to me so that I'll, I, I can know where I'm where I'm standing. So there was, the, the struggle was there, but the struggle, and as, as uh, Sproul Jr. said, is that that, that that defines us as Christians. And I really like it because of the fact that I believe that that is something that, to me, is a sign. If 
if I if I'm if I'm dealing with some folk or whatever, it's that it's that that struggle within them, that hurt, that that I that I don't want to be. If a per, see if a person is comfortable and there's real that really there's no struggle at all with sin, I can lay right down with it, right in the middle of it, and just sleep all night, and it won't bother me a lick. That person may have a problem, may have a problem, and so therefore. Just knowing that that struggle is within us, and I believe it's the Spirit of God within every person that convicts us when there's things in our life that are contrary to the Holy Spirit and God's Word, as we know. And that's the reason it's good to know God's Word. It's good to know God's Word and to know where you stand there. But So I look at that. And so what I, what I want to do is we talk about the struggle, and Paul did that, but now let's go back to Romans 6, Romans chapter 6. I'm going to pick up at verse 12 in Romans 6. What about this struggle, this sin and back and how many of y'all, how many have y'all done the same sin twice? A dozen times. How many have you done the same sin that you said, I ain't doing that no more? Struggle, yeah. But uh, what do you think about this? Why don't we all just decide let's just give in to it and just don't worry about it? Be worse off. Okay, well, everybody wouldn't happen. We'd get rid of the struggle. You just go ahead and just jump right in with it. You know, just say, I mean, what's wrong with throwing up your hands and say, flesh, you win. You win. Nah, can't do it, can't do it. But, like Paul said, there's, there's times when I can stumble, I find myself doing things that I don't want to do, all of this, this, all this stuff, see, and I'm trying to work through all this. But then in verse 6, I mean chapter 6, first we started at verse 12, just before Paul got into 7 talking about that, Paul talks about yielding. He talks about yielding yourself in that struggle. So let's look at this and let's read through Romans 6 here. Let's pick up at verse 12. If you're there, say amen. amen. Let not your sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Okay, here's the struggle, the sin. It's trying to get it. It's trying to be there. But he's saying, don't let the sin call the shots. Don't let the sin reign. Don't let the sin be the king. Don't let the sin be the, the, on the, the throne of your heart. Don't do that. Don't do it. Neither yield. Yield. You know, I looked the word up there. Yield, it, it basically meant to, to kind of stand with or stand by. It, it's kind of like that giving up and just saying, you win and I'm going to stand with you. I'm just going to stand on. I'm on your side now. I'm on your side. I, we, I've yielded. I'm on your side. I'm on the side of sin. I just, you know, that's where we just all give up and we yield. It says, neither yield your, your, your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. I'm, I'm just, I'm giving up. I'm making, I'm, yielding is something you, 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 I just give up. 
But yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. There's the struggle again, isn't it? There's two different things. Where are you yielding? Who are you yielding to? I mean, there's the struggle. Is that, do I yield to my, to my flesh or do I yield to God? Then listen to this. This is for those that just throw up their hands and quit and say, I can't, I can't live it. I, I ain't, you know, I just thank God for his grace. Grace covers it. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Hallelujah. Praise God. What then? Shall we sin? I just asked y'all the question. Y'all didn't want to go along with it. Let's just give up. Give to it. What we, I can. If I want to look at that, that's what it says. But he says, shall I sin? Because uh, we're not under law, but under grace. And Paul said, God forbid. That's not, that's not going to be. That's a, just God forbid. That's, a, that's, that's, that's no way of thinking. So see, and let me tell you, if you're thinking like that, you're probably yielding to the wrong side because you're yielding. Are you yielding to the Lord or are you yielding to this world? Are you yielding to my flesh, my own fleshly desire? Or are, am I yielding to the Lord? And don't use grace. And, you know, I, I think about... I think about the, the Jewish people when they come to John the Baptist and they told him, look, you know, we're children of Abraham. And, John, John the, and, and, and he, he nailed them. For one thing, he called them a, a doggone generation of vipers. He said, y'all ain't nothing but a bunch of snakes. You know, and they, probably people need to hear that today. And that's coming out of a, from John the Baptist. And they didn't like him for it. But I, and I've got to move on. Golly, I've got to get going. Know ye not that to whom ye yield, listen, know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. We talk, and you know, and, we talk, and, I, and I talk about that, that, um, that grace, talking about grace there. But write this and take this home with you. It's, it's, it's just four words. Is Grace is not permission. Okay? Grace is not permission. And I believe that's absolute Bible truth. Thank God for His grace. But He never intended grace to give you permission to sin and to yield to the sin. But that still does not, does, does not take care of the fact that there is a struggle in everybody said, amen. amen, there is a struggle. I have a struggle. Stanley's got one. Sister Alice has got a struggle. I don't know what it is. It probably ain't a big one. <laughs> but there's a struggle in every Christian with this right and wrong, this sin. <clears throat> now, it says here that, for one thing, uh, about to whom you yield in verse uh, 16, to whom you yield yourself servants to obey. And listen now, that servant is, is actually slave. So in other words, whoever you, whichever you yield to, that's your slave. I'd rather be a slave to the Jesus Christ than a slave to this world. I'd rather be a slave to the Spirit of God than a slave to my flesh. Are y'all with me? I say, I mean, that's, that's true. How many, how many people do you know that are locked down because this flesh has carried them somewhere and they're addicted to stuff that they are locked down slaves to something that they, they profess to be a Christian and to love the Lord and they said, I cannot get away from it. 
Let's keep reading. But God be thanked, verse 7, but God be thanked that we, uh, ye were servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered to you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of man because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity. And that's what he's saying. That's what you used to be. That's what you were. That's the flesh. That's the old man. But now, even now so, yield your members servants to righteousness unto holiness. One thing that brought me here is I run across a little talk about the church no longer desires holiness. I know none of this stuff really, nobody likes to hear. Ain't nobody gets excited. Church don't get excited when you tell them you ain't doing things right. When you tell them you, you don't give a rip about holiness, you're just glad to have a little fire insurance and use grace to do whatever you want to do. Nobody wants to hear that. Holiness. Forward, verse 20. Listen close. For when you were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. What fruit had ye then? Now, do you hear that? Whenever you were back there in sin, what fruit had ye then that you had then in those things whereof what, what's the next thing say? Ye are now what? Ashamed of it. See that? That's the Christian. The Christian is ashamed of that kind of lifestyle. He's ashamed of it. He, he, don't, he don't want to be there. It's shameful. How many Christians have made some terrible mistakes? Strong men of God, people of well-known, made some terrible mistakes. They're shamed there. Shamed there. It needs to. I wrote that ye are now ashamed of. And I wrote, that, 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 just think, now listen to this, shame. Stay with me. Stay with me here. Y'all listen closely here. I'm doing my best to bring this, get this thing out right. And to feel shame. The pain, and there's shame, the painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Oh, I thought that's good. That, that's, that's your behavior. The conscience, your conscience. You know, folks, there's people with consciences that have been seared. They don't feel nothing. They've given themselves over to whatever. There's that shame. Well, I'm thinking about that shame, that hurt, that shame. And, 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 and I got to thinking about this. And let's look at these three scriptures real quick, real quick in Psalms. You can go there if you want to, but I, I'm sure my man up there will have them on the screen. But uh, uh, Psalms 34, 18, listen to it. Says the Lord is nigh or near unto them that are of a broken heart and save such as a contrite spirit. The word contrite there is a word that means crushed, crushed to powder. It means injured. It means hurting. It means collapsing. Get the picture. Get the picture. That's what, that's 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 the way the Christians should be over their sin. Not to buddy up with it. Not to stand up and say it's okay. Not to find pride in your sin. But have that contrition, that brokenness. Sin, I'm telling you, sin breaks the heart. 
of the Spirit of God and it dwells within you, you know. You know it. Psalms 51.17, the sacrifices of God. And this, this, was, this comes after they was talking about bringing the sacrifices to God and the bullets and all of this kind of stuff. And he said, I don't, that ain't what I want. Here's what I want. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, the broken and contrite heart. Oh, God, thou will not despise. See, that's fine. We may fall. We may, we may mess up in sin. But my God, don't just yield to it. Don't just stay there and say, well, I can't do anything about it. I'm going to stay here and it's okay. And God says it's okay. No, God doesn't say it's okay. We can't make it say it's okay. He can't do it. There's a brokenness. And what a wonderful sign, as far as I'm concerned, to see brokenness and tears in a Christian for their sin. For their sin. Many times it's, it, 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 has, it, ta- it kind of takes place like David. It takes a little while, but he, God gets you around to it. But you know, even before anybody knew what was going on, David did. And you know what he said? Man, my bones hurt. I ached all over. I dried up. I was it, it, the, the moisture was gone. There was no. I just. I, I couldn't even feel the presence of God. And then Isaiah fifty-seven fifteen. For thus saith the high and our lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place, with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite one. I dwell with those those people. Those people. So folks, as I look at that, I, there's a struggle. Paul knows about the struggle. He said there is a struggle. But don't yield. Don't, don't, don't become a slave to it. Don't just yield, yield yourself to it. That's God's word. That's what, that's what needs to... I, how many of y'all think that God's word just needs to be preached? That's what needs to be preached. It's, you know, don't, don't, don't just yield to it. I, you know, I can't, I can't tell you it's okay. Well, I know you've got to struggle and all, you know, and, 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 and just say, well, that's, that's okay. See, and as I get to I'm, I'm going to get to it, but there's, there's ways to handle things, and the church needs to handle things God's way, and us as individuals need to handle things God's way. And we, and we need to understand that and be careful that we don't work out of our own self and that we work by God's word. Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4. Let's, let's read that. I got it right here. Ephesians 4. <clears throat> this I say, therefore, in this Paul, and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. He's talking to Christians, okay, the church, whatever, in the vanity of their mind. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. He's talking to Christian people about the people that's the way they used to be, the people that are in the world, the Gentile people, in the, in, in the, the blindness of their heart. And listen to it. Who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. Now, <clears throat> a couple of things I want to look at there. The fact that they've given themselves over. That's in the the vein of yield, they just, they just give themselves over to it. And Paul's telling these Christians, don't you do that. Don't you do that. 
gosh, so a Christian, talking about a Christian, he said, and what he's talking about? They just give themselves over to lasciviousness, give themselves over to lasciviousness, and, the, and I mean, and, and let, me, let me give you the, the, that lasciviousness. <clears throat> Remember last, a uh, couple weeks ago, I talked about Lot, Lot being in Sodom and Gomorrah, and God went and got him out. He was in a mess in there. But he was around it, and he saw it, and he, and he said that that righteous man Lot, who's, who who vexed, who vexed his soul with the filthy com, conversation, which are, are lifestyle, the filthy lifestyle that was around him. You know that word filthy? You know it's the same word as this right here. The filth. They just give themselves over to to do whatever they wanted to do. And who's Paul talking to? People who will stand up and say, I'm a Christian. Now, have you heard it? I'm a Christian, but this lifestyle's all right with me, and it's all right with God, and there ain't no problem with it. That, that there, my friend, listen to me. That right there becomes the problem. See, there is no remorse. There is no contrition. There's a whole redefining of God's word completely. That's a little different. That's a little different. I'm telling you, the church can't go there. The, the church can't stand up here. The preacher can't stand up here and tell you, that's fine. That's okay. If that's what you believe, that's fine. If you can live that, that's, that's okay. We can't go there. You say, Why? well, I say that because, friends, there's, there's a lot of churches that's already gone there or saying they're church, Okay? I'm telling you, this, to me, this is serious. This is serious. It's, let me tell you, it's serious, and it's also in a, in a exciting. Because I read the back of the book. I know who's going to win. I just don't know just what kind of battles is going to ensue, but I know who's going to win. And I don't know how it's coming about. So I don't, I don't fret. I don't fret. But I, I, I want to make sure Eddie's right. That's the reason I want to make sure I've got my mind right, and I'm lined up with the Word of God. And that when I tell somebody something, that I can tell them the truth, and I can tell it to them in love, as we should. We should do that. Uh, so let me, let, me keep, let, me, let me keep reading. It said, they gave themselves over to, to work all uncleanliness with greediness. So they gave themselves over to doing that. But then he says, but ye have not so learned Christ. That, that's, that's, not, that's not the way Christians live. And I reckon that's probably what, what really... I, I, I just, you know, I wonder where we are, where, where are we here? Because I sit and I read a, a, a column by a lady, you know, that's, that's, that's married to another lady, and her opening, her opening line is, let me be up front, I am a Christian. That's her opening line. I am a Christian. Hey, listen, let me tell you something. Is Eddie Griffiths the one that can tell her she's not a Christian or not? No, I am not. I don't know. That's between her and God, okay? There becomes something real important is that when we talk about salvation, whether they know God or they're saved and things like that, or they never knew God or they lost their salvation, when it comes to salvation, let me tell you something. That's between you and God. I will give you what the Bible says as far as I can tell. I know where I stand. You need to know where you stand. You need to know that you're saved. Don't just, I mean, anybody, anybody can say I'm a Christian. Anybody can say that. That does not make it so. And I'm a Christian, and I'm living this life, and it's fine. And, you know, I'm ashamed of my fellow Christians who can't, what, you know, it's just, 
okay? Every individual, and I think about young people, you're going to make your own decision on this. And my heart is you, you make the right one. And the right one lines up with this word. And it can't be changed. It ain't going to be changed. You can change your way of thinking. You can change your way of interpreting this. But this here is true. This is true. And it changes not. There's a lot of sin. There's all kinds of it's sin, sin. Now, people say, oh, it's sin, sin. Yes, they are. Yes, it is. But there's, there's different levels of sin and different. I mean, Jesus, Jesus, on the um, Sermon on the Mount, he said, you know, I'm going to tell you something about this, uh, this uh, adultery. If you've looked at a woman with lust in heart, you've already committed adultery. Now, was he saying, well, you're just as bad as that man that's laying up with the, this man, other man's wife and two or three times a week or whatever? Huh? No. That's, the, the act of adultery is, is terrible. But he said, but he, but in the, in, in they use it, but what he was doing here was, was showing self-righteous people that you ain't so self-righteous because God holds you accountable this way. But whenever he talks about adultery, adultery is a terrible thing in the sight of God. Adultery hurts people, hurts children. All of these kind of things. It goes all the way back to divorce. That's, it hurts people. It, it, it does something. It has damage to it. So there is some differences. And what you do and the damage that it causes. <clears throat> you have not learned, verse 20, you have not, you have not learned, so learned of Christ, if so be that you've heard of him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Ye have put off, listen, ye have put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. That's what it is. Where it is, he hasn't changed, and the, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and 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 that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. There's that holiness again. How many of y'all think that the Lord, that God, kind of would like for us to show some holiness within our life? We get that from Him. It's the power of God that even enables us to live a holy life. But you can't yield yourself to sin. And expect the power of God to live a holy life in you. That ain't going to be. You get that by yielding to him. Who do you yield to? Who do you yield to? <clears throat> and I put and, and, and I, I just wrote, I wrote this down because how do you how do you handle this situation? But as I think as I seen this and I talked about the struggle and and, and that we all have struggles and all, but the yielding to it and, and, and that sort of thing. But here's the difference. If I, it, it, just say I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a pastor and someone comes in my office for, to be counseled. And they come in and they have a problem with homosexuality. And so the difference is handling is, is a person, is, is if the person come in, who is contrite, ashamed, broken, and hurting over the homosexual behavior and, and, and asking for help and seeking God. I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm just going to be right there just loving and encouraging, doing everything I can, I, you know. I, I, I will. I, I don't think a thing about it. I'm thinking that's, that, that's, that's what I need to do. That's what I need to be. That's what Christ, that's what the church needs to be. They're helping those that are struggling. But then there's a difference. I wouldn't counsel the same way if somebody came in 
that wanted to sit down and to, to talk with me and to debate with me of the reasons that my theology is wrong and that homosexuality is perfectly all right and God it's sanctioned it and there's no, there's no difference in any other kind of sin and God's grace can cover it and I live that way and I, whatever. Okay, you see the difference? That's a, there would, I, would, I, wouldn't, I, would, I would handle it different. I would, handle it, I, would, I would try to speak the truth in love. I mean, gosh, I mean, it's pretty, as far as I'm concerned, pretty, in the beginning, he made them male and female. And he said, you know, let the man leave his father and mother, cling to his wife. They become one flesh, one flesh. What Adam was, we talked about last week. Pretty good. That's, that's it. I mean, that's God's way. That's what God, that's what he did. And he brought them together, a man and a woman in a marriage to, to, to produce children. And, and, and that's, that's, his, that's, that's what it is. That's God's way. There is no other, there are, there are no, there's no alternative. There's no, there's no other way to say it's, that, that, that's okay, we'll live this way. And I, to me, I think it's highly important that the church never waver one ounce on that. None. Don't waver any on that. Once you start slipping and going, it's because it's, a lot of folks already have so I, you know, I would, I would handle those two things differently. And so we, you can have people that that live a homosexual lifestyle or, or have homosexual tendencies. Um, I, you know, I've been told that there's another pastor a little further up north, and that he handles that a lot, often. People coming in with homosexual problems, struggles, Christian people, whatever, you know, struggle, struggle, right? We just, we say that they Christians can have the struggle. What's the deal? The deal is, do you yield to it? There's a difference in struggling with homosexuality and saying it's all right. You know, when they and, and they and they talk about divorce, they talk about divorce, you know, and things like that. Yeah. Well, the church here, this church, we never wavered on divorce. We preach what God hates divorce. That's right. I mean, we don't we don't change that for we don't change that for people that's been divorced so that we don't offend them because they've been. I mean, God's grace is fine, and and, and people that's been divorced, or Christian people that's been divorced, they will probably be the first to tell you, "Man, I wish I hadn't. I wish I could have made it work, or whatever. Or I made a mistake, or, I, or they can give you the advice to say that is going to be painful for you and your wife and your children and a lot of folk around you. It hurts. It's painful. They will do that." Because that's the truth, and we don't we don't we don't waver on that, and we said we haven't said well you can't be a, you can't be a member if you've ever been divorced, no, I, you know, but with homeless, you can't come in and and want to be a member and say my lifestyle's okay and I don't intend to change it. That's a, is that different? That's different. That's different. And I don't know. Maybe I'm out in left field or whatever. If I get crossways or crazy, y'all just put me down the road. That's all I know to tell you. But I'm just, I believe, I believe what I'm, I believe what I'm saying, what I'm preaching needs to, that church, you just need to understand it because slowly things will change if we're not, not careful. And I, uh, the last thing I, I will touch on here, we talk about the yielding, the individual yielding thing, things of that nature. I just put down here, the true church must not yield. We can't, we can't yield. The church, is, the church will win. We, we, we have to stand on the truth and not compromise with the truth of God's word on these issues. Now, 
I'm not a very smart man, but I do. I, I, I'm, I'm smart enough to listen to people that are. <laughs> or that I feel they are. And I listen, I listen a good bit to, uh, this week anyway, to R.C. Sproul. And it's done a really good job about the civil government and the church. The government was, was ordained by God. The church was ordained by God. They're two different things. The church needs to be the church, but the church needs to expect the government to be the government. The government's under God. The church is under God. The government can get out of, out of whack. With, 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 they can be unjust. And they can be wrong. The Bible has taught us as Christians to bend over backwards to be under the government and to, 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 to get along, do everything we can to get along and to exist in, 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 under the government. But he also said there comes a time that you can't do that. And he talked about civil disobedience. When does it become right for the Christian to be disobedient? Because of civil government. Well, he went to Peter in Acts when they told him to shut up and do not be preaching God's word. He says, I got to preach God's word. That's where the church stands. We must stand on God's word. I'm not here to try to hurt anybody, offend anybody, look down on anybody, think any less or anybody. But I can tell you, probably one of the best things that I can do for a homosexual person is help them to find Jesus and find freedom in Christ Jesus. That's the best thing I can do for him or, or her, whatever, okay? That's, that, 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 that's true. But I like, uh, I like this. In Proverbs 29, 25, it says, uh, The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whosoever putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. We need to remember that. Put your, put your faith and trust in the Lord. Stand on his word. Don't do, any, don't, don't do anything to try to compromise his word for, for anybody. But I like the way the message, this kind of is the way uh, Eugene Peterson's the message uh, paraphrase says, the fear, the fear of human opinion disables. But I want to tell you, churches are sensitive to opinion. Churches are sensitive to people leaving, taking their money with them. So they're sensitive to how people think about them and they want people here, that sort of thing. Okay, that's, so, you, so in order to keep maybe something like that because that's going to affect you, then you will do a little compromise here, there sort of thing. When the, when the pressure gets on, that's easy to do. And the reason I say that is because there's a, there's, there's a country, Germany, that's already, they, they went through that. And there's people that went through that. They know what it's about when the government keeps putting enough pressure on it and directly all the churches have fell in line with the government, although they're wrong. But I'm going to tell you something. There was a church that didn't fall in line, and there was a man leading it called Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and he stood strong on God's word, and that is what the church does. That's what the church does. He did whatever he could. He tried to, he, 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 he tried to overthrow the government, whatever. And he wrestled with it for a long time because he bent over backwards to try to be like God's word said. But there comes a time, there comes that time that you have to make the stand and, 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 and not waver. And as I looked at this, Tony, you can come on up. 
there were some things that were said. <clears throat> it's like it's kind of like the if we're not careful, the church will will get into that. If, you know, I, if you're like me, I'll like you. If you tolerate me, I'll tolerate you. If you know, let's 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 see if we can work it out. <laughs> that that ain't God's word. That's not God's word. That's not God's word. See, it's a different. They, they, we're, supposed, we're, we're to love and to, to love people and to address these things in love. And, and, and I mean genuinely love. But also, R.C. made this here. He said, uh, you know, there's already uh, mostly the main line, old main line denominations have already accepted it. I mean, y'all, you, do, you do realize that. I mean, not only are they, will they perform same-sex marriage. See, that, there, there's where it goes to, uh, can go there. He said that they, they perform same-sex marriage. There's a, there's there's professing homosexual. That's the pastor behind, behind the pulpit. I mean, okay, so that I mean, they went there. <laughs> they went there. I ain't going there. I ain't going there. I just ain't going there. By the grace of God, I ain't going there. No matter what comes. Okay. To show to show how gracious and tolerant. Some churches will do this to show how gracious and tolerant they are. They will embrace same-sex marriage. Under the, we're tolerant. We'll accept it. Uh, we, we, we can get him in here and do something with him. That's like the girl says, well, I'm going to marry him. I know he's lost, but I'll change him. <laughs> how, how, how good does that work? He said, we can as a matter of fact, <laughs> Lee Webb asked R.C. says, you know, or, are you willing to go to jail? Because R.C. made the statement. Is the more and the more and the more churches that accept it, the fewer that's left that ain't is going to feel the heat. And the pastors will feel the heat. And they'll make a choice. R.C. said, I don't care if I'm the last pastor around. I will not perform same-sex marriage. So you come to the place there. You know, he even he even made this same. The civil government, the civil government does not define your ethics as a Christian. Doesn't do it. We submit to it because it's God ordained. But it does not. It does not tell the church what to do. It doesn't tell me. The Bible is my tells me. The ethics, which is just the morals, your moral principles, what you what you live on, what you live by, is this word. The government does does dictate that. And he he, I mean, this is a, this is a, a smart man, and and he knows what's very easily. He says it, it's headed that way if something doesn't change. And his boy, I tell you this, and he he and he said if if we do that, now listen. If you do that, here's what you'll hear. We will be labeled as, a, as bigots, intolerant, and even accused of hate speech. Okay? I mean, I ain't trying to scare anybody. I, I hate it. I hate it for the people that's deceived. Okay? I hate it for lost people. I hate it for a country that's throwing their, what God has given us away. But remember this, as always has been, even in the Bible, as your leaders go, so go your nation. 
And when your leaders accept it, okay. And we've got, we've got a couple of high officials that three years ago said, we believe that marriage is a one man and one woman. Today, both of them says, I'm celebrating same-sex marriage. Whatever will get me a vote. Do you see that? Church, we can't be that. And that's human nature. And do y'all know that we got human nature in here sitting here tonight? We got human nature in here. And that's the reason we need God's Word to keep all that in check. Or we'll go do the same thing. As a, let me, I hope I never see that in here. We can be accused of hate speech. Now listen, I thought this was good. good. We must be, we must be willing to love those outside the kingdom of God enough to be willing to have them hate us. Wow, what? We need to be willing to love them enough to have them to hate us. Because I love them so much. Hey, if I got the truth and I don't tell it to you, that night I don't love you too much, do I? If I see you going down a, a path that something's going to, you're going to fall into a, a, a hole and I don't say anything, I don't, I don't love you too much. Now, you might not want to listen to what I got to say, but I'm going to tell you what, what the truth. I'm, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that. And that's what he said. We need to love them enough to tell them that, hey, this, you, this is going to hurt you. And they can tell you to shut up and go mind your own business, whatever. But you have to stay on the truth. I, uh, I love this. And I'm going to read this. If you, was, if you was listening to music in the 70s, gospel music, you heard, you heard the, these lyrics. And I, that, this is what I love. I, I, are y'all glad to be a part of the church? The real church. The real church. The one that Christ died for. The one that Christ is cleaning up. The one that Christ is preparing to be a bride. That's the church I'm talking about. It says, let the church be the church and let the people rejoice. We've settled the question. We've made Jesus our choice. Let the anthems ring out. Songs of victory swell. For the church triumphant is alive and well. And ain't nobody changing that. The church is alive and well and it is triumphant. That's right. I believe that. So I don't. I just want to thank God I'm on the right rock. I want to thank God that I have not been deceived or I have not bought into any kind of craziness that's been brought my way. I, I, I stand on this word. I may not understand it fully, but I know that it's God's word. It's his truth. And I know, I know what's pretty plain in there. And I just I stand on it. And I'll close with this. You know, so you've closed four times. This is good. So as you, as you leave tonight, we all have struggles. But he says, you just can't yield to it and just give up and, 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 and try to make God's grace covered. Can't do that. We all have struggles. We all need to know and understand we have to stand on God's word and, and guard ourselves for any kind of swaying that may come our way because pressure makes you want to sway. But then also leave tonight knowing that if you're born again child of God, if you know you're, you're part of that church that I just talked about, leave here rejoicing because you are a winner. We are a winner of that, that church. And that, hey, let me tell you something. That church is tough. 
That church has withstood a lot of stuff. That church is going to make it. Now listen, this was a guy named Theodore Beza. Beza. And he, and he, he sent this to the king of Narb in France. This is back, he was a, 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 a contemporary with John Calvin. Back, back there during the Reformation, all this guy, this guy here. That, so he sends, he sends this to the king. Here's what he says. Sir, it belongs in truth to the church of God in the name of which I address you. He said, I'm part of the church of God. To suffer blows. Yes, I, the church can naturally take some blows. This is, and, and to not strike them. We, we're not about throwing, throwing fists. Okay? Though we took a lot of them. But, he says, but at the same time, let it be your pleasure to remember that the church is an anvil which has wore out a many a hammer. Let's go home with that. Amen? The church is an anvil that has wore out a many a hammer. Bring it on. The real church is going to survive. I just want to make sure that I'm standing there in it. On top of it, shouting from the rooftop that this is the truth and loving people the way that Jesus loved people with compassion not trying to throw blows but preaching God's word the truth it's important it's exciting to watch what happens I mean something's going to happen let's stand something's going to happen and we're going to be able to see it but you need to know where you stand tonight as we close if anyone here is not a part of that church, that church triumphant, the church of Christ. Your opportunity is right now. You can come let me know that. This altar is open. Son. God's word preaches it, teaches holiness. I don't see any reason why I shouldn't too what we long for. That's what we, we want to be. It's a struggle and it's real. I battle it just like everybody else. Thank God for His grace. Just remember His grace. Not permission. It's not permission. And I can't go there with you. Oh, I hope everybody standing here knows if you leave this world tonight, know without a doubt where you're going and you know why not anything that happens in this world can do anything to stop that if you're at the right place with the right one. the Lord praise. Put your hands together. Let's praise Him. He's the reason. He's the reason that I can be bold. He's the reason that I can say I know. I know that the church is going to be triumphant. I don't have to worry about Christ's church. He's fully capable of taking care of it. What I need to take care of is Eddie Griffiths and keep me where I need to be with my right mind, with the things that come at me that I don't be swayed and that I stand on the word of God. And we all need to be there. And, 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 and I can tell you right now, I just tell you to pray for Brother Johnny. Everyone to pray for Brother Johnny. He's senior pastor here. There's things that's going to have to be dealt with. That'll, that'll come. I, you know, I'll pray for him. That he handles it with wisdom. That he handles it the way God wants it handled. He handles it in love. And he, it's right. And that, that's a, that, and that we want that church. And, the, and it, it lines up with this word. If he does that, I'm going to be right here with him come what may. 
Amen? Yes. This church, this church is going to win. And uh, it's exciting to watch it. So tonight, I thank y'all for being here as we, uh, we close out. Brother Mike Walker, would you close us?